0: Welcome to Marsha's Plate, a black trans-inclusive feminist podcast. A place where we know that not everybody is invited to the cookout. And we also know that every single day is a brand new day. And we have the power to make a difference today.
1: So let's do this. A new
0: day, brand new day. Make it better than yesterday. You can always Find a way to turn it all around again. It's a new day, brand new day.
1: Make it better than yesterday. You can always find a way to start over again. when the sun rises. A new
0: day, start day, day. over again. A new, day, a new day, you can make it better than yesterday. It's a new day, a new day, there's a way, you can turn it around, trust me, a way out, there's more time, just don't give up with the sunrise, a new day, you got another today. chance,
1: hey, yeah, a new, yeah, yeah. a new day, a new day.
0: To join the conversation, you can hashtag Marcia's plate. You can follow us on most social media Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all of that. Just search for Marsha's plate, M A R S H A S P L A T E. Y'all ready? Let's get started. Oh,
1: hey. <laughs> hey, how are you today? I am good. I am good. It the sun is shining in Seattle, which is nice. Oh we're starting to it. enter sunshine season, so that's exciting. How long does that last? <laughs> uh well it lasts, it lasts uh through the summer, through about maybe like October-ish, October. mm. But then you also get uh longer, longer days. So
0: uh, Houston is the sun is always out. <laughs>
1: right, right, right. Listen, the sun is always- Listen, it don't listen. It because it's so cloudy, everybody goes outside when the sun comes
0: out. Oh, so like even when everybody. you're at
1: work, they be like, "Oh, you know, just get out. You can get out for a little." <laughs> and <get some> sun. <laughs> you know, for, I love some places. That. Yeah,
0: yeah. So yeah, the sun don't make the cha- the sun don't change nothing in Houston. It's the snow <laughs> or not not that it ever snows, but any kind of cold snow like under 32 weather. And it's like rainy or something, baby. Yeah. Every, it don't have to snow at all, but if it's any idea of of any of that, yeah, they will shut the schools down. <laughs> <laughs> wow, everything wow. slows down. And because I'm from wow. like an up north city, that yeah, no, west, yeah, I. Ain't, I'm not, I when I came down here, I wasn't used to that because our motherfucking, we prepare. We got yeah. the salt trucks out. Yeah, yeah, no, I found it was too. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Salt absolutely.
0: trucks is out running beforehand. <laughs> so when the snow hit the ground, you you know, the streets is kind of paved a little exactly. bit. this exactly. just prepared. But because it does not snow, it's very rare that it snows down here shit with, climate change it seems like it's happening more frequently but <laughs> it was right. very rare that it snows down here so they just don't prepare for it at all it's a waste of money yeah so,
1: seattle's kind of similar um hmm. i remember a couple a couple years ago it snowed and they you know it was a little bit of dust and they start to shut things down but then the next time it was some, some snow they said they had six plows wow for the city six. six so they only got they only went through Through some of the main streets, not even let alone, you know, your side streets, but they shut everything down. They were like, the mayor was like, you got to wait till the snow melts. I ain't never heard nothing like that. Wow. (laughs) Wait till it melts, you know. So Wow. Wow. stay home, be
0: safe. But yeah, it has been a beautiful day. (sighs) uh, I've been doing a lot of errand running because I have travel plans, but it it, it has been pretty. It hasn't been raining. So I really appreciate that. You know what I have been noticing? And i want to know if you've been noticing it mm-hmm. have you have you been seeing your peer group and their children going to the prom recently
1: uh i haven't recently i have a i had a couple years ago and it was weird it was, okay it was, well yes. that's what's happening now <laughs> for some
0: reason this year because yeah. it's prom season Apparently, I don't know what the timing is like, but so many of my high school peers, like yeah. all the high school people that I went to school with, their children are prom going, senior prom going a. Wow. And wow. so I don't know. So really what is that like that. for
1: you? <laughs>
0: I'm, look, let me tell you something. <laughs> so I'm looking at it like, oh, am I getting this old? Like a, a part of it is, Am I getting this old?
1: <laughs> it does make you feel some kind of way.
0: <laughs> and I'm like, whoa! I'm like, um, I'm, I'm like the, I'm like a motherfucker. Now we all know why I'm childless. <laughs> it ain't because I've been, you know, a good girl. <laughs> it's because I don't have the girly parts. Right, right. But because I know I would have had some babies by now. <laughs> um, but <laughs> but I'm sitting over here like childless and I'm and I'm you know traveling, trying to see the world, and mm-hmm. and my brain is all is exactly how I it was when it comes to where I'm I, I don't say exactly, I don't know how to explain it, but when I think about what I'm supposed to be doing in life, mm-hmm. of course there's a career and making money, da da, da, da but outside of that. I'm supposed to be traveling and seeing the world. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, you know, I, I'm not some old person. Da da da, da 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 Even though I'm getting older, in internally, I do not feel like I'm getting older. I, I feel see. like I feel like I did when I was 20. In regards to my mindset about, oh, I should be jet setting the world. I should be going here. I okay, be going okay. There. Blah, yeah. blah, blah blah blah. All yeah. the freedom that being childless kind of gives you and so now as a trans person (laughs) as a trans person (laughs) you know that's you know done with my surgery and medical transition in regards to like the physical part i feel Mm -hmm. like my physical is aligned with my mental and i feel like how i look aligns with that so now that that stuff is done and there's no goals in regards to surgery and trans shit My goal literally is to spend my money to travel and have experiences with food and travel and places. So I'm sitting over here, I'm looking at these babies of Mm -hmm. my peers Mm -hmm. being almost grown. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, bitch, I feel like I'm Peter Pan. Like, I never. I'm never, I'm not getting older. I feel like the same motherfucker. <laughs> and it feels good. It's not, part of it is like, oh, yeah. am I, it's, it's not, am I getting this old? Like, oh, damn, I'm getting, oh, it's, am I getting this old? I don't feel old. Exactly. I feel like, exactly. than, I, feel like exactly. I can conquer the world. It's kind of wild. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because it makes you, it almost makes you think like, oh, everybody' life just rolled. <laughs> yeah, into yeah, these, yeah some of them rolled into these, um you know, typical
1: dynamic traditional. traditional whatever, da, da, da. I was like, oh, my
0: life did not do that. My life, mm-hmm. I'm pretty free. I'm, I'm a person who, you know, kids is it. It would be cute. Like I would, I, I think I would make a mm-hmm. great parent. I do mm-hmm. think I would make I a great I, parent. I I, I, I mean, not like, but, that either, but yeah, but.
1: That's a if it doesn't
0: happen it I mean, doesn't you've already, happen.
1: you've already parented too so like you've uh, already yeah, yeah you
0: know? <laughs> so for me it it's not something that i'm like oh my god i want to. i'm just pressured to have a child and right. um right. and also it might be different if i was um afab when there is a a bias mm-hmm. of like, like a lot a lot of social
1: pressure
0: too social pressure and there's and is a time like that stuff. it's the opportunity stops.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so for mm-hmm. me, I'm like, ooh, like, so I guess that's another thing too. If, honey, I could be old, uh, you know, <laughs> and probably make some babies. But yeah. in, in yeah. that regard, uh, I just don't feel the pressure, I don't feel the need it would be nice like if i if i got in a relationship mm. with a trans guy and you know and or a cis woman and we and mm. and it was amazing and magical and we did our thing da 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 mm. um but i don't really see that happening in my future so it mm. probably just <laughs> will not happen yeah. but it's not something that is a a pressure for me so i'm like right. so i don't really think about it i'd be like oh god that's beautiful but i'm really out here living like i was in my 20s and it feels like it now yeah. you know my body has changed, yeah. but but as far as mentally and socially, I do feel the exact same as I Listen, did in my 20s. that's
1: that's one of the I would say like that's the one perks
0: of, the, of, being the of, being, of being trans perks of being
1: trans, perks for a lot of queer folks, right? A lot of trans folks, that's the perks, like you know, um yeah, I feel you. When I dated this straight woman for the first time, um You know, that was actually a thing that came up because I was like, actually, most of my friends don't have kids. We kick it, we stay at each other's house if we need to. Like like, I'm used to hanging out with people that I could potentially fuck. So that's not a thing, like, you know, (laughs) because that ain't what she's used to. You know what I'm saying? So with grown adults who got the luxury who don't have children, who aren't tied to shit but themselves. Yeah. It, like, Freedom. Freedom. Okay. Like, like, okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is it is a perk uh, and i and i and this thing, <laughs> and, and seeing the babies in their ugly gowns and in the some of them pretty but oh, in their ghetto dude. fashion their ghetto yes. prom fashion yeah really seeing really seeing it really really pointed it out it, it was something i'm like god y'all are really out here yeah we whole ass families own adult kids
1: a lot of the folks that I saw in prom, their kids, I'm seeing my friends, the kids are going to college, they're graduating high school. Like, it's its pretty wild. And it's, it's, it's like, yeah. I Like, I look at my last 20 years, <laughs> I'm like, not doing that. I wouldn't do not, good at that. Right. am raising nobody's child. <laughs> you know, now. Yeah, it's beautiful that, to see, though.
0: That, of course, makes me feel old, but also makes me feel like, oh my God, I, I dodged that bullet in my life. <laughs> Well, okay. I'm not, you know, stuck down because of children, right? you know, and some, and some people value that they value, you know, that kind of family, um, yeah. things, but you know, I'm a person that because of the life that I grew up in, I didn't get that freedom. I didn't get that freedom. I had to be a parent at 20, 20 21, right. 22 and throughout my twenties. So I didn't get, I couldn't really, you know, I was traveling the hope to survive, but I wasn't traveling <laughs> right for the experience i was traveling to um money and so but another thing that in that same kind of vein that made me feel like oh i'm getting old (laughs) (laughs) so so the the girl you know everybody had that well i don't want to say everybody but i know at my school and i'm pretty sure you did since you was in milwaukee uh, at my school there was every high school had that girl that got pregnant there every mm. high school mm. had that girl mm. that got pregnant in early like first year yeah. yeah or you know somewhere around yeah. there so yeah. the girl yeah. that got pregnant it was funny because when she got pregnant everybody was like oh you about to this gonna ruin your life your grades is gonna go down and da 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 miss Thing said yeah right uh they exactly. were trying to convince her to get an abortion she was like um, yeah right i'm not getting no abortion I'm and none of that shit that y'all saying is true. And everything she said she was gonna do, she did it. She graduated. Not only That's did fine. she graduate, have her baby and graduate, she graduated with, with honors. Exactly. Exactly.
1: exactly. <laughs> she said, because exactly.
0: at the end of the day, this is what it is, and I have a good mama, and my mama's gonna support me. <laughs> Boom. 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 And her mama did support her, her mama was there and just doing doing that, helping her doing her thing. and then I could see how hard she was working. But anyway, that's a whole nother topic. Go ahead. <laughs> that's what's um, up there. but the baby in yeah. her stomach,
1: yeah,
0: her the baby that when her you body, were in high, when
1: I'm from high school,
0: from high school, yeah, it, that was ninety six. You know how old he is now? Oh my goodness, twenty four. <laughs> and wow. so when I went to when I went to. Um, when I went back home, when I went back home to Indianapolis, her baby that was in yeah. her stomach is a grown man now and slid in my DMs. <laughs> wow! Now that that'll yeah. make you feel old, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, that'll do it right there. Of course, he asked me how old I was, and I said I'm I'm forty, and he was like. He was like, you from Indianapolis? How-? He was like, how long you been gone? You know, we having these normal conversations or we're yeah. on, PO- I think we're on POF. And he was oh. like, how long you been gone from India? And I told him and he was like, oh, what high school did you go to? And I told him the high school. He was like, you probably yeah. went to school with my mom. And I was like, what's your mama name? And he said her name. I was like, what? You are her baby that she was pregnant in the wow. high school with. Wow. And he was like, yeah, my mama had me when she was 16, 15. And I was like, oh, my God, this is crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Honey, he sent me pictures of that dick. It was big and grown, too. (laughs) But but I was gone. I I had to leave. So I couldn't have I would have had him, though, because he was fine as shit. That happened in 2020 when I was home for my mom's, um, my mom's little I'm (laughs) saying her little funeral. But but uh, my mom's services that we had to get together. But there's a mm-hmm. lot of situations that I have been seeing that makes me feel like, OK, you're getting of age. Even have you seen the um, this documentary about Amber Crombie and Fitch mm-hmm. on Netflix? So uh-huh. there's this there's this whole like expose kind of documentary of Amber Crombie's racism and like oh, the yeah. history. And how they were picking people based on race, based on being ugly, based on mm. um, if you're ugly or or cute, and you get what I'm saying. And then the scandals, the sexual scandals of the artist that was behind the pictures, the famous pictures that he was taking. Right. Um, yeah. And then you know the CEO was a, ga- excuse me, was a gay man. Abercrombie and Fish, man, that was a time. Right. So mm. that may- if if they're doing call back to an era that I grew up in. I'm like, oh shit, yeah, yeah. Is this is this I mean, how the yeah. uh, the boomers felt when they was talking about Woodstock
1: and shit? Yes, <laughs> I'll be 40 this year. I'm I'm right there. Uh, you know, right there. I feel you. Uh, <laughs>
0: and, and for me, Amber Crombie and Fitch was not the team in my no, own. but it
1: was popular though. It was it was you know, popular the for the uh, white and the Gap and the you know you had you had your preppy look.
0: Yeah, we are, we come from, I come from a hood school. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that preppy look was not the team. Er- mm-hmm. Everybody who at my school they were trying to be what the rappers was given, like whatever mm-hmm. the rappers was doing at the time mm-hmm. that hood ghetto fabulous so when we think about um they wanted the big name designers they didn't want no fucking little name mm-hmm. designers like fucking amber crummy fish they wanted they mm-hmm. wanted versace gucci so they was oh, the, the the it items coming up in mm-hmm. my school was of course jordan's mm-hmm. um coogee sweaters Mm-hmm. Um the, mm-hmm. you know, with all the colors and shit and different little bones. Yeah yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Uji yeah. sweaters. Up um, uh, to the socks. It, <laughs> yeah. Um, Hair and bones. Mm-hmm. Um, Gold hair and bone, Different sizes. One for your wrist. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, it was oh, yeah. not... amber. Our, our, we were yeah. not into no fucking Amber Crabby. I mean, mm-hmm. That was not the it mm-hmm. fucking shit. Maybe mm-hmm. because we were in a poor district or whatever, mm-hmm. and so that was mm-hmm. for the elite. But we didn't. I mean, as, listen. That talking about listen,
1: I, I went to a citywide school, and so and it was in the hood. But most of the it was predominantly, it probably was still predominantly black. But it was it was diverse, maybe it wasn't. anyway. But it was pretty diverse because we had folks, white folks from the suburbs, black folks, Asian folks, uh, Latino. Everybody was there, and it was arts focused. So it wasn't. You didn't really have sports. You really didn't have like the the typical social kind of dynamics that you have in high school, but. It exposed, you know, I was exposed. It was like, you had folks dressed like you talking about. I used to wear my little uh, little uh plaid kind of Aaliyah situation with underneath and you know what I mean? <laughs>
0: you know what I mean? Tommy Hilfiger, yeah, exactly, Nautica, exactly, exactly, shit exactly, like that. Exactly,
1: exactly. But then you also had white kids coming in from the, some of them from the suburbs, that were wearing all the preppy stuff. And you had white kids from the south, from the up south side of the city, who were more working class and poor. They were in Jenko, you know, mm-hmm. uh chain wallet.
0: You know, did y'all do? Did y'all? would y'all fucking with Jabal? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were yeah, fucking with Jabal real 90s, hard.
1: <laughs> I mean, we are here We're probably year apart. So you know, yeah. in high school, it was, you know,
0: the early two. I graduated '01. Yeah. Now so, yeah. the the Carcanet era that was a little earlier a little earlier than, than me. That was mm-hmm. more like really really early early '90s, that beginning mm-hmm. '90s. So we the FUBU and Carcanet. I, I was that was out of style. Out of, that was out of vogue when we were Ooh, um
1: K-Swiss. That was my shit. Oh K I, I, yeah, I used to love K-Swiss. I used to love K-Swiss.
0: Yeah, I did not um, yeah, I did not like K-Swiss because they got Ooh. dirty too fast. I, 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 I thought I, did I was not like the that. shit.
1: My little first day of high school, I had my K-Swiss shoes, A <laughs> little, you know, crisp press G's, you know, everything, man. Yeah. yeah, was the shit was
0: popping It was just a whole different situation I saw I Amber Crombie, I saw like the gap and shit But yeah. those weren't coveted Those weren't yeah. like, oh yeah. my god the, the people are going crazy And they well, were making it seem like the people were going crazy, and mm-hmm. that's not the life that I lead. No, that, that was suburbia. The
1: that was the suburban. That was the suburban. I used to do forensics. That we go out to all these suburban all around across the state. That was those the kids that went to schools with money. That's what they were wearing. Private school kids, you know, all that kind of stuff. But no, I wasn't. I wasn't there. That. And, the, was and like, like, a lot of this the shit wasn't even that cute. So it's like, what are y'all spending all this money for? But it also speaks
0: to let's get a little political too um it also speaks to how black folks could be doing something totally different because we are pushed out of the culture in that kind of way we could be doing something totally different in in our culture like even like body mm-hmm. type framing was there a push to be skinny? Because of fat phobia, yes, but mm. not skinny like white people. Yeah, that was like weight.
1: That was the wave time for the white yeah, folks. Yeah, you know, so like it's... with fucking
0: Kate Moss and, mm. and uh, da da da.
1: Mm.
0: Our skinny was not that skinny. No, our, we no. we no. Our culture has been really really um, uh, fucking with the the slim thick girl or the thick girl for right. a long time. Having eyes yep. and ass has never been in a problem uh, been a problem in our <laughs> culture right exactly. you might can't be exactly. you know can't be fat but little stomach with big legs and big booty i mm. never had i never had no fucking decade that i lived in on this earth that black men didn't like that in our culture that didn't like you know a slim waist big ass thick legs um yeah it just that skinny shape Unless they were fucking really trying to be into white culture, that really wasn't us. So we just we just what? didn't have we just didn't we, we we were doing a whole different thing. And that goes to like when we think about like Dapper Dan and um, Misha mm. uh, Misha Hilton and those kind of fashion people that they were talking shit back then, about back then, yep. but they were setting trends. Because we yep. do our own fucking thing so much yep. that sometimes we be out of the fucking loop of what the white culture is doing. And it's kind of yep. it's always it's always crazy to me when I see things like this documentary that reminds me that, oh, this really was we really was doing some other shit. And oh, yeah. Really yeah. Wasn't that's this.
1: And that's that's the that's the social structure. We're in the governance structure. You know, like, that's what they do. That's some other stuff, you know, and, and even back then, I think we still had a little bit more agency over the culture because it wasn't all, it didn't get into the mainstream as much as it is now, too, to be mm-hmm. so separate. Like, we were still kind of, you know, black. You still had, like, black, uh, the black pipeline. I don't know if that makes sense, but like, it was coming through us. You know what I mean? We were. It wasn't white folks uh, trying to present us with black things it was black Yes, folks. <laughs> we yeah.
0: hadn't met we hadn't broke the the pop culture ceiling mm. now hip hop and rap yep. and um yep. r&b well r&b has always been kind of up, up uh i don't know no oh, cuz they changed that
1: sound scan shit yeah that that's, that that did you had black charts and all that when they started changing that stuff then you started having adult contemporary and all this crossover in the 90s cuz it was like they said, "Oh, black people making money over there in that how can black we, how can we country. We people making money over there. Oh no, nah. let's, let's everybody make some money. Well, let's so, white folks with the money right. the time, make some money. Right. So we went to
0: this level of pop that we hadn't been yet. Yeah. So yep. everything in like the eighties, and nineties, it still yeah. was. It, it felt incubated. It felt like this was, is our shit. This is what we're into. Because they didn't even, they even know about it."
1: Right. and they and were demonizing it you never know and you would and you could have people who were so popular and white people would never even know who they were and they could be making so much money and be so big within our community yeah you know it was yeah. a, lot, a lot of folks and especially like gospel and stuff too
0: and they were trying to demonize it they were mm-hmm. trying to you know look at what they was doing with NWA like yep. every, any of the like the the early gangster rap motherfuckers mm-hmm. any really rap period it yep. was they were trying to kind of push it, keep it,
1: that <laughs> Listen, subculture. <laughs> Listen, one of the clubs when I first got up to uh, Madison for college, they had a no dancing. So you had a D. De- it was lit like footless shit. So we're like in the club, we're drinking. They would move the tables back because we couldn't have clubs on State Street at the time or some bullshit. So, <laughs> so they would move the chairs back. And I remember sometimes DJ be de- DJing and they might see the police. And then people would just like push the tables back <laughs> and sit there. So, because they couldn't have a club on the main like State Street or the main, you know, university, you know, street at that time. This was like 2001. And uh, yeah, it was ridiculous. It was very like footloose. It was like no dancing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like it, was, it was wild, but to your point, because it was demonized. They were like, oh, these black folks having a good time, not having it. Period. No t-shirts, no this, no that, no that. go some, you know.
0: All that. Yeah, I that's wild. I ain't never heard of that.
1: <laughs> well, you know, that's that's Madison, Wisconsin.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: are state for black people. So, you know,
0: uh, but yeah, that <laughs> that's what I watched uh, this weekend Um, just, and it just brought me down this memory lane and seeing how, you know, I am getting older and it is, and I'm, and I have this um, cultural experience that that we can't go back to. Of course, I don't want to go back to it, but that I can now look back and be like, Oh, this is what was happening. And this is how different we were in the times as far as culture and how, and how people see us in the culture. Um, And, and, And being kind of like this permanent subculture where we are kind of now, not that we weren't the, um, not that we weren't affecting culture before then, but it just now it seems like pretty, pretty open, pretty open on some levels. There's still some levels that we're not, um, but it just seems like it's less gatekeepers or we are the gatekeepers more so now, Um, a little bit more so now. Yes, tell us what y'all think. Uh, Are y'all, what are some things that y'all look back on that are just kind of different now as y'all have grown Mm -hmm. up? Um, If you are, uh, you know, if you are a young person, expect this.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's gonna come. It's It's coming. It's it's gonna gonna come. come. You know, it's gonna come. And, and, and another part of it too is when you start to say, "It's like sometimes okay, younger people say stuff you can't keep up." That's one thing. But when you say stuff and they're like, "What are you talking about?" That's also no reference. <laughs> well, yeah, they're like, "Oh, back in the olden times, I didn't know." That. <laughs> right. In the 1900s. <laughs> right. Exactly. 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 What is a 2012? What is a 2000? What do you mean, 2024? 2022? 20, you know.
0: Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Hashtag Marshall's play <laughs> and tell uh, Hashtag play and let us know <laughs> what you think. Oh my God! I want to thank all of our new patrons this week.
1: Thank you, thank you,
0: thank you! Yay, 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 yay! So not only are you helping to sustain this particular podcast, you know. I also donate to other podcasts, I donate to other organizations. I have my finger on the pulse of the community and I know a lot of grassroots organizations that are doing great work out here. So you're not only helping to sustain us, you're helping to sustain other people in a community because I put my money where my mouth is. You know, that's just the kind of bitch I am. Community is fuck. Fuck. <laughs> so, thank you. I really, really appreciate you and if you have not become a patron, why have you not? You can donate as low as a dollar a month. It doesn't matter. anything helps, please. do I have to play Sir McLaughlin and show you puppies like what do I have to do? Do I have to do resort to what the white people do to get you to give them money? <laughs> All righty, anyway, thank y'all and the patreon and paypal link is at the bottom back to the show
1: okay so um, on the interwebs i learned that there is some research being done at princeton by this person named josh babu class of 22. Um, he's in the, in the he's in the department of molecular biology and a rose scholar um shout out to cecil rose you suck uh down by supremacy um uh and also has a certificate in gender and sexuality studies and so uh with his focus on gender and sexuality studies he actually ended up doing more like insight into he wanted to do more research into queer and trans health specifically and he studies the biological markers of stress and transitioning youth contributing to the literature on the psychological effects of gender affirming care um and so but he's looking at it from a biological standpoint. And so his research looks at the effect of gender affirming care on the degradation of telomeres or protective regions of repetitive sequences at the ends of chromosomes. As these things degrade and shorten, they limit the ability of the chromosome to replicate without losing critical DNA, essentially counting down the life of a cell. Why that is important? is because chronic stress leads to a lot of things like, you know, heart disease, diabetes, cancer, and this uh, telomeres actually serve as a biological marker of stress. So that's the thing. And um, and we know that we be dealing with stress. And so (laughs) um, he expects to find an increase in the activity of the protein that regulates the telomere extension um in other words anticipates that the results will indicate that gender-affirming care prevents accelerated rate of telomere degradation due to stress and view. so it's it's kind of a mouthful but i thought it was interesting because that's we don't i don't usually hear i don't i don't know about you diamond but like usually hear about this approach uh to the research but also um they he talks about you know the struggling to get folks to participate because of the history uh so much uh bs that we have dealt with within the community when it comes to research um but uh the other thing he said he applied for some grants they're kind of and this is to the to the anyway he says one of the challenges with the grants is you know there's systemic institutional barriers as opposed to outright rejection for advancing trans health Mm-hmm. But also the complete said there's complexity of navigating funding from small nonprofits into LGBTQ research versus larger organizations who may consider it less urgent than other biomedical research. Right. Um, and so it, it's just really interesting. and I was, yeah, I wanted to get your thoughts uh, get y'all thoughts get your thoughts on the situation in terms of the approach to the research, this like biological piece, but also like, you know, we you know getting folks to participate in these types of research because i you know you often hear about you know the challenges that folks run into or being exploited and things like that um i've definitely seen a lot of research around psychological stuff um asking for participation and but not so much this biological situation too so those were like the two things to kind of Stood out for me that I want to get your thoughts on today, like the biological piece, but then more so like, you know, what do you think about people even engaging to be participants? I mean, this is particularly with trans youth, but, you know, to if these are things that can move things forward for our community and there's like new folks who are approaching it with more integrity. Right. And for the better outcome for the community and um, approaching us with dignity. Right. And the way they need to. You know what are your thoughts yeah you know because we, we do have the system so so the let's talk
0: about the biological stuff first so biologically is the way i like to hit people like mm-hmm. when it when people how people attack us is mm-hmm. is usually the the gotcha moment they think that they oh you're gonna always be a male even if you the tone of people talking yes. remember last week we, we talked about um you know, last week we talked about the trans woman getting the cis woman pregnant in the penitentiary in a, in the jail. Yes, yes, and, yes. And and if you listen to how cis um um non-affirming people talked about that case, it's like a C that they gonna always be a nigga that's still a male, that still da 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 It's always this this anchor in biology when most of them don't have a uh, uh, past the eighth grade. Have no,
1: right. Have no, have no, right. Good. right to know,
0: They didn't even study biology outside of high school. Um, And then when they went to college, they just took a biology, ca- biology class that, uh, honey, they kind of right. just skirted through. All that kind of stuff. They really don't care about biology or they don't know enough about the actual research in mm-hmm. trans people and in, um, you know, autosomal abnormalities, all those kind of things that I love to pop them with. Like, I, I yeah. like. Oh, but did you know this? Like, I love when they say it's only an X and a Y, and a or an XX. <laughs> That's just not true. That's not the facts of biology. Exactly. There are exactly. many nuances and gray areas when we talk about um when we talk about genes and and mm-hmm. and this biological biological. It's called um um. The biological nature of transness, and then you know, in and, and there's there is a focus in psychology that is called the biopsychology, where it is the biological nature of psychology, like what you know when we talk about the studies of the synapses and all these things that um, affect our brain, are the physical structure of our brain and how it thinks and how it um, deals with stress and and um, and uh, you know, just whatever emotions and da, da 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 da. I love to hit them with the biology that they don't know because that that's what they always try to hit us with, and so right. I love this approach. I love the approach <clears throat> of you know going through the biological state because it's also rooted in religion, they feel like yeah. biology and nature which is fucking blows my mind because they're so anti-science sometimes, Mm -hmm. but um, conservatives are, Um, but biology and nature is associated with God based on religion. Like God made you
1: this
0: way, AKA nature made you this way. This is how God created you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, (laughs) right. Right. (laughs) And this is why this is the biological facts of why.
1: What's interesting when you say that too, I had a family member uh, who's super, super, super conservative, religious, like promise keepers, all that, all that, all that kind of stuff, like whole, almost like white people, evangelical land, but not all the way there. And so they became a social worker later in life. And when I transitioned later, they literally were like, well, you know. I go to school for social work so this is a thing <laughs> like you know what i mean but to your point it was like medical condition whatever she was like this is in my textbook you know what i'm saying so that was her way to like understand me being trans and kind of sort of okay with it but not but okay like because, almost
0: they needed to sometimes they need yeah. to see and open their mind to those biological facts in order to actually believe you. And I'm also one of the people that, as Uh, I get older, I'm like, yo, like, do you need to, do you need to be an expert on biology to see my humanity? Like that part.
1: But look, I also think too, a part of the challenge that we're dealing with is because the push to kind of conflate everything around, when folks are talking about trans folks, to be a social situation, a social transition piece. And that's it. And it's like, that's a problem because people transition. And so like, like, we're not talking about or the push to talk about the language versus experiences. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Like, I feel like before everything blew up and the money came, it was like people got together based on experience. It didn't matter if you are like, I'm a trans I'm trans woman. it was like, we got this shared experience, at least in my experience, mm-hmm. the spaces I was in, it was just like shared experience versus we're talking about different uh labels or different terms of definitions but my point with that is i think that confuses cis people too i think that's a distraction for them too it kind of it kind of you know what i'm saying it's, it, it kind of like it, um, yeah, it, it muddies the con you know yeah it, it makes has a conversation kind of of weird.
0: red herring effect right it has right. like it's like
1: you're because that's the dominant like, conversation yeah. is on that even when people call themselves trying to be helpful yeah. <laughs> you know what i'm saying so i guess that's my point it's like folks who are like sometimes even uh being advocates it's like we gotta we gotta actually know something like there's also this this piece of it too and that is my whole whatever i got my soapbox about liberal feminism and how we have liberal trans stuff it's the same thing there's so many similarities <laughs> so
0: you know it but what it always shines a light on for me is the lack of investment in this research because i think Mm. that is the that is why we because they get in the weeds on and on words and the social stuff i actually Mm. have an issue with the social stuff i get it i understand i think that's a part of it but it's not the only thing it's not the only thing i want them to focus on biology i want them to focus on a little bit more and give me more research. And if you are, if you've been watching us for a, a long time, um, Marsha's play, every week in the show notes, I have some basic biological information from Harvard linked in our show notes every single time. <laughs> like all the there is a there is a um, a professor that has been lecturing on this in at Harvard for a long time. This white like kind of hippie long hair <laughs> professor <laughs> he has been he has been lecturing on this for a long time he has multiple lectures mm. and so there's the one that i link to in our show notes every single time i just say trans 101 is this harvard link and he yeah. just breaks down all of these bi- biological things that people just don't generally know and so when we t- and in specifically to trans people and how you know like i i talked about this a, a couple of not a couple of episodes, but uh, episodes in, in our past where like, you know, they literally had a study that, that was done on trans women and trans men and how specific biological brain structures before hormones were flipped towards mm. the gender that they said that they were <laughs> mm. like literally mm-hmm. how their brain works which is what every, what we have been telling y'all motherfuckers mm-hmm. <laughs> how mm-hmm. our brain is and how our body went is two different things and right. literally and this is before hormones they tested the the cadavers of of all of us and wow. and they were like whoa like it, they're literally onto something because it is flipped the the corpus callosum that's what the actual brain structure okay, is Okay come on
1: say it one more time
0: corpus callosum corpus callosum corpus callosum okay, right. so it is actually flipped so okay. in tra- in in um trans men is flipped towards is their brain the actual structure is flipped in a way that's like a males uh mm. cisgender males and then in trans women our corpus callosum is flipped in a way that is like cisgender women and mm-hmm. so this is this is, just, you know, is
1: one of the few things. Listen, listen, and, that, and one of the reasons I, whatever, whatever. I, maleness, yes, I, I succinctly feel connected to that. That's why I, I did the things I did medically. Socially, man, no, for me. Right, and that's and, so, and, and, that, and that, and that's why I have an issue with the way that these conversations are happening now, today, because it's it conflates a lot of things. It's like you, you know, and it, 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 it's the conversation gets weird. I'm from an era of trans umbrella, trans umbrella. Fuck a detail, trans umbrella. If I didn't get specific, I'm trans. Fuck all the extra shit. Not saying you should not be affirmed to uh, identify how you want to identify. Let me be clear. But what I am saying is. It is frustrating because like I said, if we're putting more emphasis on labels versus experiences. People not getting what the fuck they need in their day to day. Right. And we're not prioritizing that. And usually that conversation is not about us or people who are poor. <laughs> that conversation is really about people who want to maintain white supremacy, maintain colonial, you know colonial imperialism, maintain capitalism, maintain all this shit and look different and not yeah. be bothered. It. <laughs> it's like, that ain't about me, that ain't about you, that ain't about folks, uh, Auntie Jerome, That ain't about Auntie Jerome, who is like, what the fuck does non-binary mean? That ain't about, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Like,
0: you know. You know, we talk about the differences between sexual orientation and gender identity. Another really, really one-on-one concept that I really want people to understand that really brings a lot of nuances to me is the conflation of man, male, and female. Exactly, exactly.
1: Folks done. I'm like, we know all of a sudden we said.
0: Sex and gender was the same thing. Sex and gender is not the same thing. <laughs> right. That's why I, as a woman, can say right. I identify exactly. as a woman, but I don't feel like a female. Right. I don't identify with right. it being a female. Right. I, if I thought that I was a female, I would feel delusional. I know that based on my genetics, based on my private parts, based on all the things that I know about my biological body, I know that I was born on the male side of the spectrum, period, (laughs) like period. But as I have explained to my doctors, therapists, and everybody (laughs) explained to me, um, my brain went in another direction. And so, how do I navigate this world? What you are seeing is the culmination and the answer to that question. That is what you're seeing. Once I figured out that there was an incongruent situation exactly. going on with exactly. me on a biological level, that's what exactly. you're trying to explain, exactly. I have, to now, I have exactly. to now navigate the world and figure out how I'm going to navigate the world socially, biologically, and how I can make these work for me the best whenever way that I can. It works. Yes, yes. The, the ins, yes, with, yes, with the in yes. in in a insufficient in the safest way possible, in the like, safest, in like, yeah. sometimes not so safe. I wouldn't have got pumped, oh <laughs> but. In the ways I try, you live (laughs) and learn. Yeah, Yeah, I try to, uh, you know, and try to make the most of what the situation, the ineff, the inefficiency of the medical side of things, inefficiency of science, inefficiency Mm -hmm. of, um, just everything. How do I make my life work in a world that is not fit for me and this body and this mind? Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that is that is my experience
1: yes and on that too on that tip too it's it's the for me it's it's the 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 push to try to make shit make sense with white people around gender and and their construction of all this kind of shit so that's the other thing too it's like there are tools to be used so people can connect there's tools to be used so people get access to the things that they need you know not to be People weren't weaponizing the identity as a trans person 10, 15 years ago. So that's why I'm just like, this is some other shit. That kind of shit, that kind of behavior rather is some other shit. And so to maintain the structure and the systems of folks at the top and white folks so they can do what they got to do but um
0: and i know sometimes when people listen we all this bullshit is connected we 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 have said that to you we have yeah. said that to you and other people have said that to you but when we say white people's bullshit around gender what we are talking about um there it's is not organic growth.
1: it's not organic to people that grow up in different cultures and communities
0: exactly there was a time in this country particularly but it it it's a global thing but in this country that Only white women had access to a certain type of womanhood, to womanhood. Period. Shit, only white women could be raped. Only type, you get what I'm saying? You to be, you are the. It's a certain thing about their propriety, their their um, their culture, the
1: cult, the the culture, true womanhood. That's yeah, the, called, right uh, they
0: are the, <laughs> one of yeah. the great books is, um um by what's her name uh, it's called reconstruct re- deconstructing womanhood um or re or reconstructing womanhood i can't remember exactly but um it's but her name is carby c-a-r-b-y i want to give y'all the information so i don't have to um so i don't um so y'all can read it because i want to not to be, it's, it's you know, kind of like
1: why are you looking for that it's kind of like what i mentioned before around like coming out when i got to college and it was like here's a pamphlet on what it means to come out and i immediately was like this is not applicable <laughs> like some of this shit is but also the the uh um, the value assumptions around the response i guess is what i'm getting at too it's like oh if your family doesn't respond like this they're like fuck you no actually you know what i am saying? Like. That might
0: work this is the generic ink version of that you know? yeah so the book is called reconstructing womanhood the emergence of the afro-american woman um by hazel v carby and mm. that's a, it's a really really good book um mm. and, and and what they what they and this, this is not the only book that does this but what they lay out is how the rules and the law and the social structure of the land was based on a white supremacist ideal of what manhood looked like, what womanhood looked like. So I want you to think about when you are talking about, um, like say as far as a father, if you are, or let's say mother, um, it's mother, mother and father can work. Um, but say if, if the idea is as a mother, you uh to be considered a great mother you had to be nurturing and able to take care of your children without uh, fiercely and milk them uh, do all the things that you're supposed mm. to do in our history there was a time when we could not keep our children because motherfuckers was taking taking them away mm. motherfuckers was we didn't own them
1: i mean we were we, breastfeeding white, we were breastfeeding white women's children Right. <laughs> and, and if you were able to have your children you may have had some milk left for your own damn child
0: right so we couldn't even do the things that mother that we now consider this is what mothers do Absolutely. um we couldn't take care of them by law by social structure by everything mm-hmm. fathers um the if to be a good father you have to be able to provide for your children and your family if if the social structure doesn't allow you to get a fucking job, doesn't allow you to work, doesn't allow you to do anything or it's to hustle you like when they were sharecropping where all your money was still going to benefit the the um the yeah. I mean, farmer, mm-hmm. the white farmer, then you can't take care of your family. So you can't live up to the ideals of fatherhood. Mm-hmm. And so all of these things were rooted in a white supremacist puritanical idea. Mm -hmm. and that wasn't
1: accessible for most white people either it was literally just the folks that had that that had money you know the criminals that founded this settler colony you know yes
0: so which which why it is ironic a lot of times when people when black people in particularly try to invalidate us for these silly ass reasons invalidate our womanhood for these silly ass reasons when this is literally part of the history of the country. You weren't even in womanhood at one <laughs> right, point. Right. You weren't even in manhood at one point. Yeah, you had to I fight said. to be. That's how I checked
1: the sign. Said I am uh-huh. a man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: You were uh-huh. considered something a ca- like cattle. Mm-hmm. So you weren't even in manhood. So I you mean, still understand it.
1: So, Amen. Like, still, like they plan ahead, you know. <laughs> yeah so yeah absolutely i mean that and and i guess I, I also want to be clear too it's just like you know i personally i found my i found myself over the years having to like do aer- uh, aer- uh, not aerobics what is it acrobatics uh-huh. to try to make my shit make sense in the structure that people are talking about then. it's like that's a waste of in my energy right it's like i'm not gonna do that i'm engaged with this when i need to for whatever but uh but yeah, it, 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 I guess I just want to be clear about that, too. I don't want to, folks to think I was trying to be dismissive of folks identity no, or, or the or the terms or the definitions or the labels that people use, like people don't even use zero and all that kind of stuff that was being used when I was younger, right? Like people don't even use those th- those those pronouns anymore. Right. So it's like, you know, uh, and with that getting older, you see that things come and go. And so the so of like nail the shit to the wall when this shit's probably not even going to be in the conversation ten years from now, I guess also is like part of my frustration. But I just want to be clear.
0: But same yeah. thing, but it's it, it's based on what you said earlier as far as it being a tool. Language is a tool. Language it's a pop is a culture ever, moment too. So language is ever evolving tool. Yeah. Entity, but definitely a tool in order for us to communicate concepts right. that is happening socially. And so that tool is going to change. That tool is going to shift. It's going yeah. to get. Sh- it's going to sharpen. It's going to curve. It's going to bend. It's going to do that t- like any tool in the world. Every yep. shovel doesn't look the same. We need different <laughs> exactly, type of shovels exactly. to do different type of things. Every hammer doesn't look the same. We need different type of tools to do different type of things. And Absolutely. at language as a tool, yes, there is going to be times when we need a more sharp, pointed, long, defined tool for something specific. But you get what I'm
1: saying? It's a tool. It's a the, tool. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a tool. And anytime we get into a, a situation where anyone is is uh i don't care how you what you identify not race no, no matter what like gender sexuality no matter what anytime we get to a place where people are starting to weaponize identity we in Karen territory and, and that's a problem that's that's you know what I'm saying so then we just kind of that's, that's replicate so that's not that's not a decolonized thing to do.
0: Let's talk a little <laughs> bit about um you know why we are not trusting of um, mm-hmm. you know why we're not trusting of research we have. We are always at the. We are always at the whim of these gatekeepers. We are always at the whim of um, finances to help fund finances to help the research. But we don't know what they're gonna use for it. We use it for we we how they're gonna exploit us. How much how much money they're gonna make off the information with writing grants and Mm -hmm. and trying to get services that they're gonna um, money funding to do services that they're gonna push us out of if we black. (laughs) You know, it's, it's so many things that happens to where we like yo we don't we don't really trust you motherfuckers in regards to the medical field and and compound that with the cisgendered non-trans history of the medical field that we learn about as black people we just so happen to be trans we know how history works when it comes to not trusting you motherfuckers and not trusting (laughs) research and (laughs) researchers and schools and doctors yeah 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 we're used to that we're used to sense. navigating it is something that we have to navigate because we don't want to be exploited or used or mistreated and so you know when
1: you come to us you got to come to us correct do you, do you do you think as more and more lgbtqia etc folks speak are becoming professionals becoming doctors becoming uh therapists becoming psychiatrists and all that kind of stuff do you think that it's going to be a shift in openness to participate or you think folks are still going to think you know what i mean i guess absolutely
0: i think yes it's going to be a shift because there's going to be some people that care but it but then that also makes us vulnerable too because because of the history we right. know right. How they can be exploited
1: are. too we know, know just how just coons are exactly exactly we know how coons are that don't really exactly. give a fuck about
0: blackness exactly. so a, a exactly. person um being having a black face don't necessarily mean mode, we can trust the motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, yeah okay. Exactly. <laughs> so even that, we know the history of these look at them up. I we were I Oh, just, what's his name? Oh, Homie,
1: the, the football player. Which one? In, in Georgia, running for Senate. Uh, what's his name? Oh child, what, I don't know. What, uh uh he older. Uh anyway, but he's running for the Senate and he just no. you know.
0: I was gonna bring up since, we have, uh, since we have all um, since we t- since we already <laughs> talked about Amber Crombie and Finch in that documentary,
1: <laughs> Ursula Walker. That's oh, what it is. Lord. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, but no. speaking
0: but, yeah. Speaking of Cody, but yeah, they brought in a black dude to help their company with diversity inclusion, and yeah. while there was some changes afterwards. He they, they, there was a scene in particularly in the documentary where he had came into this meeting where people were trying to the public was trying to hold them accountable. And they had a, a person who had started like this little movement against them was in the meeting. And he had the dude, the person who was the protester had to remind him, you are the only nigga at this table. Damn. dude. like yeah. you come in here talking about the changes that has been made. When literally at this table, you have brought your people, the, your executives, and you the only nigga here—the yeah. nigga that was brought in for diversity inclusion. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't nobody above you, changed Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And yeah. so it was. Yeah. You need to yeah. watch it. It's so good.
0: it's on Netflix. It's so good. And okay. so <laughs> you the only. How long, I, how long was he there too? That he was there for a while and they were asking wow. baby, and they were asking him questions and i was like nigga like you like you you yes of course some things changed on the lower level right or y'all that fuck was that amber
1: got me that had that fucked up uh with the little baby on the front and it was like a monkey or with a monkey or some shit was it them? I don't think it was. No, that wasn't them. That was that, H&M or some shit. Some same different. That was H&M. Them, I think. Same Yeah, the mall suburban. <laughs> yeah. stuff from the 90s.
0: Very yeah. yeah. bad. Um, but they had they had some they had some problem with their t shirt. They graphic t shirt had was racist as hell. But mm. it was but it was like Asians and like Latinx stuff, which That's is fucked up. them and uh, what
1: was it Urban Outfitters? I think that caught up with that shit
0: too. Oh, I don't know. I think they might have some stuff too. Same,
1: same, same demographic.
0: Same uh, demographic target. <laughs> yes, the cool white kids. Uh, middle class. That just white so class, happened to white be grunge now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and that, and <laughs> it, 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 it. it In my mind, I think it's like that. Like, I know coons that could be in a position of power and you like, ooh, this and some change is going to happen. But once they get in the motherfucking position of power, they're trying to stay and keep that bag. And And so they so there is a pressure and and, and, align
1: and and right. And then they be there. And you're like, like you said, it's like, so where's but you've been here for a while. You know, three years, four years, two years, 17 years. Where's the, (laughs) you know, where's
0: the changes? We know
1: that the bigger big heads
0: probably don't want to change. So it might can't be something that you can change. And we get it. But that don't mean that we can trust you. And that doesn't just you being black doesn't mean that we actually can trust you.
1: you And if you bought it about it, then that means that you're you know how to communicate with us outside of the social structure. Talk about that it. Mean, That means you know how to communicate. Talk about you. it. And These motherfuckers searches, ain't doing what I want them. Do, but what I want them to do exactly. And but we have more and more. You see more and more often today that a lot of the black people at the table to talk about black shit are folks that even grow up in black communities. And so it's like if you disconnected on that level, not even like oh I made it out the hood. No, like you dis- like you grew up around a whole bunch of white folks. Which is not saying you're not qualified for some things but when it comes to actually kind of having a sense of like how shit impacts people in your community which is most of us do grow up around black people so that's why that's important it's not it's not dismissive of an experience of a black person that grows up in the suburbs or grows up somewhere around white people what it is saying if the majority of our our community is is in this situation we want to make sure you got somebody at the table or at in the mix that is going to know the government structure be plugged into the government structure and how we operate cuz we don't operate we are immigrants by force and indigenous we're not indigenous but we're immigrants by force most of us and through bondage we have been here i did a family tree thing my shit go back to 1700s you might wanna <laughs> before the thing was a country quote unquote yeah, so,
0: but that's ideal agree, yeah that's ideal that you're saying that. We're gonna think like that because we are a part of this group down here. But white people in power are not gonna think like that. They're they're thinking, because this is how the structure of hiring, let me get the most decorated black person to come in here and do this job for me and see how it works out. And sometimes it's that person who comes up in the suburbs, who comes from money, who is yep. not connected to our community that yep. looks the most decorated and yep. so you hire this person that has no connection to us so yes they may have came in for diversity and, and inclusion right but they're not going to be able to do the job because they really are just a part of your societal exactly. structure you Anyway, shut up,
1: and i also want to be clear i'm not saying exclusively american african people in terms of the black community i'm saying any black community, Fact. it could be Jamaican, it could be this, it could be that, it could be West African, it could be East. Af- like I'm just saying, because they show no mind
0: coming in and aligning with you white know folks. what I'm
1: saying. But I'm just saying, like if you coming in from a black community and your awareness of your black, because blackness is a global concept, and that's why we are united. We're dealing with the same shit wherever you're black. You're dealing with some shit, right? So if you're not plugged into that, that's a problem. Because or you're not trying to actively get plugged into that so don't. <laughs> it's like but you're right because it's on purpose it's on purpose yeah. it's on purpose and it's absolutely. in the structure
0: and the what the structure of professionalism the structure of how absolutely. you recruit absolutely it, it, that is particularly in their structure though
1: let's be clear yeah in their structure because yeah. when it comes when you if you are familiar with the governance structure there is an expectation always of greatness niggas taking care of shit and being on top of our shit is nothing new Right, been doing it for a long time. Professionalism's not white. Being on time ain't white. None of that shit that white people don't own that. What white people do Mm -hmm. is exploit that and weaponize it against us. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So I just wanted to clear that up too. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, black people are very like, please, like, you went to an HBCU. I grew up in a in a in a HBCU type of environment through the church that was like, blackly black, institutional, everything, and so. The expectation, it wasn't until I got around white folks that they were like, oh no, you can just chill. Yeah, we're we're <laughs> you know? to yeah. On the top level. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? and lovingly, you know, with the, you know, kind of criticizing and trying to cause people want you to do your best. Right. Yeah, and then your best life. You know, <laughs> it's, you anyway, you went to HBC, so I know you yeah. know you, you went to a different world and shit. So But yeah, um, yeah, let us know what you think about this topic about the biological research and also about participation in research studies moving forward as more folks in the community uh, get involved in, in professions that we couldn't access for a long time um, and, and also be out. Uh, so let us know what you think. Hit us up, hashtag Marshall's Play.
0: So I want to talk about Zaya Way. We didn't get to talk about it last week because we had so much to talk about, but yeah. I want to talk about Zaya Way. Yeah. So Zaya recently had did a little cute little photo shoot with her whole family, and her little teen boyfriend boothang. was included in the her little boo thing, was included in the pictures. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the internet went wild as they do about Zaya.
1: <laughs> Always,
0: no matter what. And you know, uh, th- one of the things that I saw was, um, I don't care. They will do it while misgendering her. <laughs> I don't okay. care. Wh- I don't care what he does. <laughs> I don't care what he does, but he shouldn't be kissing nobody at that age. I wouldn't want my child kissing nobody, I, I that s- and so <laughs> I love how they they try to hide the transphobia what <laughs> behind but let me switch it to something else, but i I find it quite interesting because in my mind, I'm looking at it, and I'm like this is in this is in public. <coughs> clearly a family function In front of everybody Clearly they know about this person If, if the person was invited to the photo shoot mm. Clearly this is a First of all Clearly Zia Wade has people that are supporting her And actually in her life Asking her questions Adults, yeah. Adults <laughs> who Are leading her in the right direction mm. Like literally they got her whole page on lock You can't even comment on her stuff they, got, yeah. they literally yeah. are protecting this baby. Yeah, as they should. And so, as as parents should. Mm-hmm. And so, in my mind, I, I'm like, y'all, I see y'all motherfuckers do some of the most grotesque, adultifying babies and kids all the time. I see, yep. and particularly kids, particularly um black kids in yep. black culture. Yep. Yep. Um, you know y'all got babies running around with um in a in a in a onesie with something printed across their booty. They, you know, it's it's really subtle things that just feels gross to me. That like I don't think you should have um some weird word uh, put on the onesie of a baby's butt i think that's weird i also see in disney movies uh uh, disney shows which are geared for teens do i see them having sex no but i see them kissing all the time little Uh, romantic kissing like oh we on our first day or we're sitting on the porch talking, and they might kiss. And I've seen it definitely now, but I saw this growing up. We had wonder years. We yeah. had so uh-huh. many um, <laughs> the Dookie Houser. We had so many teenage stories even that had kissing, uh, all this kind of stuff. And Doug, Doug, yeah, Come on, Doug and Maddie Maddie. Oh, yeah, even fucking um Rugrats. They had oh yeah moment. Huh. And and sexualities. Yeah. Who was um who didn't um angelica have a crush on somebody mm. somebody i can't remember but anyway th- th- it's always it's never sex of course but there's right. always an intimate romantic. It or it a romantic is. interest of somebody in the in the conversation mm-hmm. and so it just it and y'all have no issues with these things right and so <laughs> uh, it's, it's quite interesting that till
1: today
0: <laughs> <laughs> till Ziya, that y'all have an issue, and so mm-hmm. yeah, I just want to ask you what what have been your experience with Zaya Wade and her boo? And her boo is a trans boy, which I think so, oh, is so cute. Oh, that's adorable. Um, so I want to I want to oh. know what you thought, what you think about the response?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I've seen people be extra on the interwebs. Um, I haven't I haven't followed it too closely, but she looks excited. She looks happy. She's having a good time um I did recently see something about uh Magic Johnson and his wife have been like helpful apparently have like talked to them about their experiences with EJ you know um because they they protected EJ big time you know you know they were out of the limelight though you know until later but um but yeah I think it's I think it's ridiculous <laughs> folks are going ham about a baby you know um yeah, I mean I wish my parents were the Wade and <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> shit. God damn it, I'm trans, I'm black. Shit. You know. <laughs> but um, no, I think it's I think I think first of all, I think it's adorable. And I think people need to get a fucking life. That's what the fuck I think <laughs> and, leave, and leave this baby, baby alone. But I haven't I have I have I have seen uh, yeah, I've I've seen some
0: of the discussion. It's been pretty wild. I you know? also kind of want to share some data. What is mm. quite interesting is that teenagers having sex has actually declined.
1: Hmm. <laughs> wow. Wow! You know, the 90s was like t- teen pregnancy, teen pregnancy, teen pregnancy. Yes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. yes. yes, yes. So wow, okay.
0: About 38% of high schoolers report that they had ever had sex, which is down from 39% in 2017, um, 46% in 2009. Oh shit,
1: that is
0: and very different. 50, <laughs> and 54% in 1991.
1: That is very different.
0: Very different. So we're going from fi- almost 54%, almost 55% of kids that was fucking <laughs> in yeah. the early nineties yeah. to now 38%.
1: <laughs> wow, thirty-eight. That's that big. is a drop. Do you think it's sex ed?
0: Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I think I, I think it's sex ed. I think it is. I, I I people don't like the internet, but I think the internet has bust a lot of silos for kids. Yeah, I yeah. think that they can find their tribe sooner. They can find great informed conversation. They're not just stuck in high school with no connection to nobody with only the cool kids being the narrative of what they should be doing and what they should not be doing. They literally can be connected to a whole culture of people over in Asia, a whole culture of people, all some other city and, you know, be totally engulfed in, in, um, in, in some new informed information and social norms that, and they can embrace, I, I think the pressure, I don't want to say it's fully gone, I don't think it's gone, but yeah. I think the pressure of having sex is different now. I mm. think if a mm-hmm. person, I, I don't see kids shaming virgins, I don't see in the same, like, yeah. it, like even yeah. in the boys, like, I don't yeah. see, yeah. um, I don't see kids shaming virgins in that kind of way that I saw when I was younger. Like, oh, not saying that it doesn't exist at all, but I just don't see it in the way I, I used yeah. to be privy to conversation here. Did you know, you see kids running around and you hear a certain things.
1: I mean, yeah, just, you had just guns, it all the time. you know, you had just yeah, just down. that talk about it. Oh, you know, you know, yes, yes. yeah, yeah. It was that
0: it's just not thing. the
1: same narrative. Yeah, there, there
0: is a there's an open to. Not having sex, like it, you don't seem. I remember when I was coming up, it was it was seen as kind of abnormal. If oh you're not having sex yet, like it almost was mm. was like oh, and that and that could be on some AMAP shit too, because you know boys was pushed to fuck, right, <laughs> right,
1: right, um, right, um, right, and and girls definitely were not. <laughs> The girls definitely were not <laughs> yeah, so close um, your fucking legs when you sit down. Yeah. Since, since you know, elementary school kind of thing. Yeah.
0: now No, I did see a little shift once we got to high school. It was mm. like it was like, oh, you know, in the night in the nineties, and I'm this like I said, this could be anecdotal, but there was a shift where people was fucking in high school. And so it was a pressure to some people to be fucking. If I'm gonna keep a boyfriend, I might want to give up my pussy. If I don't want him to go somewhere else. I got to give up my pussy because all the girls are fucking, there's even not- though all the girls were not fucking, but there was enough girls fucking that we knew was fucking because there's another, <laughs> it's tons of babies getting made. Okay. <laughs> that um, we know that somebody giving it up. And so there was it did have mm. there was a different kind of pressure and freedom that happened once we got to high school that I saw. Now I remember in junior high, it was not looked good as far as having sex. If you were having sex in junior high, you were getting judged. <laughs> right. But right, or right, you know, right. but in high school, that judgment kind of started to shift to ooh, this is us being grown. This mm. is us being, this is what, what we I- do. Mm. Um, and you know, there's a biological reason to that as well. That's um but it, it, I'm, I'm, I, I, this makes, um, this makes perfect sense. Let me read some more. Boys are slightly more likely to have had sex than girls. The boys were at thirty nine point two percent, and girls were at thirty seven point eight. Um, um, about about twenty seven point four were currently sexually active. Um, which declined from 28.7 a year ago. Um, And in the 90s, it was 37.5 in regards to while they were sexually active. Not that they had sex already. A
1: 10-point
0: difference? A 10-point difference that they were sexually active. Like they were still fucking. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I found it quite interesting that sex has really went down. So whatever we have whatever we have done is has been working. Has been working. I think people are just being extra like this because Zaya is a trans girl. Um with supportive and, parents. <laughs> with supportive parents. It's like y'all just being fucking haters. She's good. She's good over mm-hmm. there happy and loved on. Stop being whack. I
1: mean, yeah, I will I, but I will say like my auntie Mo was like, oh, when I saw her picture, I was like, oh, you know, but yeah, no, it's cute. It's cute. It's cute. You know? I can't say that, that that's what
0: happened to me. I was, I was more, you know, because I am, you know, I'm problematic sometimes. I was more like, oh, oh Lord, she done got
1: a damn white boy. And mean, that did cross my mind as well, but you know, here we are. And that <laughs> this person was white. I was
0: like, oh <laughs> he damn. Uh, but of course, that's what they expected. They're in what Calabasas. They're in, you know, they're, yeah. Maybe they're they probably the very few black folks that go to their school.
1: Briefly on that, few black folks that go to their school. Why then, Michelle, Ob- first lady, former first lady Michelle Obama's brother. He was sending his kids to university school in Milwaukee, this very like super ritzy, fancy, expensive thirty thousand dollars a year school, and they kicked out his children. They kicked out his children because he was like, I don't know, they were calling him out on racism or some shit or something like that. And A whole bunch of they got complaints against the school and everything, and the school was like, "All right, fuck it, we kick y'all." <laughs> like, but anyway, the point is, like, you know, they were sending their kids to this like, you know, ritzy ass school when you said that and
0: they kicked you
1: out yeah and and so they got a lot of press because it's like this is the the brother of the former first lady y'all are stupid (laughs) (laughs) Why people gonna white you know wisconsin listen wisconsin the most race like the worst place worst state for black people in america we hold Apparently, that's how we're still getting down milwaukee the worst city for black people in america so of course the university school of milwaukee Wow. Anyway, but yeah, to your when you said that it just made me think because it just happened this week. Made me think about it.
0: <laughs> how dumb you gotta be. You, you would at least think that a motherfucker <laughs> would be like, oh, we you know, this might get ugly. This is the defensive. first lady's brother. They
1: they still don't give a fuck too. They made these statements like, you know, we stand by our shit and you know, all this kind of stuff, because we, you know, we with these uh white nationalists, so uh, <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah, consequences. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, when you said speaking of uh going to school in a ritzy place with the with the whites.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know, Maybe. I I was I can't say that I would, you know, love who you love. You know, I am very I, I when I when I when I see you, I'm gonna be like, hmm. Because I it's just something that we pay attention to. I'm not saying that you can't love who you love, <laughs> but I'm gonna be paying attention, like,
1: hmm. You know, I I just I just had an
0: observation. I didn't have uh-huh. a, I didn't have a feeling. I just... <laughs> you know, love love who you yeah,
1: love, love. is
0: love. But you know, <laughs> it, it it is it is not um it is not lost on me that some of the wokest black people. Is, um... <laughs> forever, forever. <laughs> are not with the biggest
1: mane of dreadlocks has an ivory newbie and quit. You know what Yes. yes.
0: I am not? It is not lost on me that some of our biggest um you know speakers and talking to black culture are not um you know are not with their own. And you know that is okay. It is but it, it but I'm paying attention <laughs> I'm paying it is, attention. You know, I'm paying attention, ex- and don't let me get on the queer ones because, honey, you gotta pay attention. You pay attention. It's this, a lot of. This is that I
1: unapologetically have. not even unapologetic. <laughs> we ain't gotta say all that. This is a black ass show, so like keeping it fucking 100. Yes, you're gonna say, "Hey, that's interesting." I mean, that's cool. Do you? But you know, you know, Clarence Thomas. Harris- uh-huh. okay. You know, his, that's his second <laughs> wife, though. That's a king. (laughs)
0: That's a king of that. I don't even know his first wife was. His
1: first wife is somebody was talking to me about his son. They were like, his son is fine as hell, and I was like, what? And then they were like, his first wife was black, and they shot me. I was like, what? (laughs) And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even know. Let me look her up.
0: Clarence Thomas's first wife. According to some information, she barely is she. Kathy Ambush.
1: Look up Jamal Adine Thomas, his son, who he named Jamal Adine Thomas. Clarence Thomas got a son named Jamal. Sit with that for a second. I would have ne- <laughs> you know what I mean? I would have never thought of time. you. Know what I mean?
0: There's, they're acting like this is him. That's not him. Now he's yep. fine, but that's yep. not him. I feel like that's an actor. This is him.
1: Oh, I got sent the the catfish picture.
0: (laughs) Yeah, clearly I'm like they said
1: that was fine. That ain't fine.
0: Yeah, he looked just like him. He's just light. That's, but yeah, he just light skin. Oh, that's not good. Not. Let me be quiet. Let me. That's
1: (laughs) not what I meant. I just. I didn't mean it like that. I guess my point is he's not the catfish person. Yeah,
0: because he's fine. (laughs) He look good. Yeah, because this one, this one right here is fine. Yeah. Anyway, that's definitely the photo I was sent. I
1: said Clarence knew his wife (laughs)
0: was black. I knew his. I knew his first wife was black, but that was so long ago that it don't really matter. Um, that was also when he was. You know, <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Before he was the Clarence Thomas that we know now,
1: right? Because he has a son named Jamal. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Jamal. Look,
0: Clarence
1: is, Thomas. Uh, I want
0: to take
1: him. for The name is Child Jamal. Yeah, he is Today. King coon
0: <laughs> Yeah, he, he is ah, King Coon now. Number one, we keep talking about Amber. I, I keep bringing up Amber Crombie because he has something to do with that too yo you serious? So, yes in the amber Crombie and fish documentary <laughs> this might as well be an amber crombie and fish okay doc- <laughs> and fish documentary exactly. review we have we have put it it's weaved it's, into it's, this yeah. episode so much i might have to figure out a way to include it into the narrative
1: That's into hilarious. the title right right but, <laughs> absolutely uh, amber, uh,
0: amber crombie and Fish in this documentary there was a Muslim girl that sued them because she didn't get hired because of hijab, her uh, her hijab, and so you know, you not know tell them
1: what it is. Oh, yeah.
0: covering. The oh hijib, yeah, child, um, Muslim girl. women cover. Now, nah, now nah, I don't, I ain't Muslim, so I don't want to do a Muslim one on one. But I they they Some covered their hair. Covered Some their of hairs, them covered yeah. their hair for modesty regions it is religious it is is a part of the culture um Mm -hmm. it's a head covering their hair covering sometimes it can wrap around your whole head sometimes it um um but usually it's just you know your hair it's
1: covering and some some folks don't even wear a jeep i mean some folks wear a jeep only for if it's like a religious thing going on you know i mean it's a discretion I am
0: not Muslim, um, but yeah, you can Google this. So I don't want to give I don't want to go into details about why they do it, da da, because I don't I, I know a little bit, but it is rooted in their culture and their religious practice to cover their hair, and it's, it has something to do with modesty. So look that up. So she had her hair covered in going to the interview, and they did not hire her because of it. And her wow. home girl wow. who was a part of the, the hiring team. She wasn't the last say, but she told her homegirl, I don't think they hired you because of your headscarf. And she wow. sent her, a, she said, excuse me. She sent her like, like, yo, I think this is because look at what they sent. Look at what, um, look at what they wrote on the hiring paper. And it said that she had a black scarf over her head and her homegirl sent it to her. Like, girl, they being messy as fuck. Like, look, and so anyway, That is messy as fuck. Well. So when she took their ask to the Supreme Court. So usually retailers settle out of court, but they were feeling real jazzy. jazzy? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, they were jazzy.
0: feeling real it's jazzy. They like, "Oh, well fuck it, we ain't going to settle. We going to take yeah. it to the Supreme Court." Yeah. Do you know this lady won almost you uni- with almost unanimous votes? Do you well, know who didn't vote for her? The one person.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Does his name start with a C? And does his last, does his last, name, last name start, start with, a, with T? a C? Okay. No, does his last name start with a, a C too? <laughs> King Cool
0: Clarence Thomas. <laughs> KCC. The only vote <laughs> <KCC>. against her. <laughs> King Cool Clarence K C C. Was the only, even Justice Scalia voted um, in her favor. Mr.
1: Strait.
0: How bad right. do you, Did you have fuck to up? be yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: for Justice Scalia to be in your favor? Mm-hmm. And how, how Clarence, sweetie, <laughs> how do you get to this level? To where... You don't see this as discrimination. You voted against this as discrimination for a company to not hire her because of her hijab. Like you are a fucking coon. And this was a part of the documentary too. So Clarence and, Simons. And
1: uh, you support insurrections with your wife. Would,
0: <laughs> not just support, help orchestrate.
1: <laughs> it is ridiculous. Look, John John Robinson said there. Because, you know, he, he fucked, you know, fucked up now, Johnny, you know, I'm fucked up with that Citizens United, you know, I'm fucked up with the fucking Voting Rights Act shit that you got rid of Section 5. I'm talking about pre-cleaned. We don't need it no more because, you know, we're not it's not the 60s anymore. It's, you know, America has changed. OK, girl. Well, there we are. And now your court's fucked up. <laughs> That's what you get. Because <laughs> <laughs> he like it's the integrity. Anyway, let me not go on the thing. But anyway. But
0: anyway. Yeah, fucking KCC. So, <laughs> so, anyway, tell us what y'all think about Zaya Wade. Hashtag Marsha's Play. We want to know you opinion about should she be kissing? Yeah. Um, You know, the prude in me kind of be like, eh, I don't want to kiss in saying. front of my parents. But. <laughs> I, that's not. That's something I know that I'm old school in that kind of way. I don't want to be kissing in front of my parents. But, you know, if if you're safe, if you are, you know, if, I mean, why not? And so that's how I feel. Tell us how you feel. Also, if you watch the Amber Crombie and Fitch documentary oh, yeah. called White Hot. It is called White Hot. Oh, wow. <laughs> because <laughs> which I thought was a perfect name. because It yeah. had to be white and hot to be yeah. hired at this fucking place. Wow. And so... Wow. yeah Hashtag Marcia's Plate. Let us know what you think. Gimme, give gimme, give gimme give euphoria more than peace of mind. It's the joy in space to change the tide. Gimme, give gimme, give gimme give euphoria more than peace of mind. It's the joy in space to change the tide. Gimme, give gimme, give gimme give euphoria. So what has been bringing you joy? What has been making you feel good? What has been bringing you to Euphoria this week, LJ?
1: Well, this week, uh, it has been chilling with my Nubia family, Nubia with a K, K K-N-U-B-I-A, which is uh, part of Narrative with a K k-n-a-r-r-a-t-i-v-e they do uh, it's like a platform it's just black folks talking about black folks stuff um and, and trying to build um community there's all kinds of different pieces it's like a social media platform kind of thing and being in the space and you know, on saturdays they do in class with dr carr um it's, it's nerdy black you know nerdy black shit. and so um like they talked about this weekend um just all, anyway, they talk about all kinds of stuff, but it's, it's just nice to be in there to kind of link history with the current affairs that we're dealing with. And I can nerd out in that space and it brings me so much joy because it's an interactive space and it's kind of uh, it's a community in many ways. Um, right now, uh, we're doing, we're reading Barracoon. Dora um, Hurston put together uh, this book. Uh, and so anyway, it's just nice to be in community with other black people that's nerding out on this kind of shit and history and you know black nerdy shit so that's bringing me, me joy and, and, and being in an interactive space uh like that to nerd out on history and shit so that's my euphoria that's my joy that's my euphoria this week
0: mm, i bought barracuda is it barracuda
1: barracuda barracuda
0: so i bought that but i haven't finished reading it i got distracted and I haven't finished read it, and so it's on my shelf somewhere over here. And uh, they got
1: everybody. We reading the audiobook, so like, but everybody uh, can get access. It's, it's it's a community. It's 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 like jailbreaking this whole system because oh, people that. not going to school. You know, people like, why are you paying all this money for college? Why are you paying all this money for? So it's families and and uh, you know, folks in their ages from you know young people all the way up to their seventies and stuff. So um it's just beautiful to see black folks get together you know we get together on Saturdays and uh on Mondays for office hours um so yeah that's my I love that
0: I love that that's beautiful yeah what about yourself my euphoria this week I don't know her name God I wish I knew her name um I'm gonna have to ask her her name so for the past month I have been going to Walmart because it is the store that is closest to me. And I know they are the devil. But like Amazon, sometimes they are a little bit convenient. Sometimes they're a little bit more convenient than other places. For some reason, every single time I go in there, I find an item that it's something wrong with it. Like it's something wrong with the scan code. It's something wrong with the, it, it doesn't pull up in the system. Like it oh, just, really? yeah. Like it's something I'll, I, you know how you have your whole big shit on the fucking, um, on the conveyor uh, belt. Yeah. And, and, and so their rule is they can't sell you things that are not show coming up in the system. So these right wow. here. So you see these scrunchies? Yeah, these yeah, scrunchies? The scrunchies. basic yeah. as scrunchies. Yeah. So I guess they hadn't either put these in the system. So she tried to scan them and they didn't work. So she had to throw those. So I couldn't, so they won't let me buy them, but I really needed these. And so um, so it was a it what happens, it stops the line and they gotta go get the yeah, manager, and I'm yeah, like, uh-uh. yeah, so like a whole usually, thing. Yeah. so usually I'm like, uh, uh-uh. uh, um, take th- just take it off. I f- we'll figure out. I don't want people waiting in line for me because I get anxiety about that, yeah. and so um I don't want people waiting in line. Me. So just scan up what you can scan, and I'll just take this over to the customer service, and they'll let me purchase it when they figure it out. Um, but get out. Let me get out the line because <laughs> it literally gives me anxiety because I know right. how I think when people hold up the line. It's annoyed. It annoys me. And so and so the manager at this store, she um she went so the the first thing that that so this this was the first thing the goody um hair scrunchies then i was trying to get fabric so i i got this big bulk of fabric that i was going to use in my decorating projects that i have going on in my house and um the and what you're supposed to do is measure it out and bring it up there but nobody was measured out and the clerk back there is supposed to give you a little print off to be able to tell you how much it costs, but nobody was back there. And so I just brought the bulk up to the register and it was like, oh, we can't scan this and it's not telling us how to do oh, it and wow. to, all this kind of stuff. So I'm like, oh my God. So I go to, so I go to the customer service. I tell her to, um, to ring up the rest of my stuff, and I go to customer service. So I have this very awkward moment that most of us can, um, can attest to where, there is a problem, and the rules that they have to fix it does not fix the problem. So mm-hmm. the lady over there keep telling me you need to go back there in fabrics and tell them to scan you to scout, to measure those yards so we can know how to scan it. But what? Uh-huh. But she's not listening to me, and I'm trying to tell her there's nobody back there
1: to do right? exactly. <laughs>
0: yes. I know what you're. Ta- I know you're just giving me the normal response. But I'm telling you, it is. And I've been back there for 30 minutes and there's nobody back there. So either I need y'all to get somebody to go back there to do
1: it or, Stand or here, figure please. it
0: out. But I'm, I'm so surra- we're at Walmart. So I'm surrounded by people and I don't want to look like the ghetto black girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I am being super, super cautious with my words. I said. Mm-hmm. And so she keeps interrupting me when I'm trying to explain it to her. And I'm like, uh, I'm like, ma'am, I I, I understand which and I've worked retail. So I'm way more right. understanding than right. a lot of people. That part. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm ma'am, I, I understand what you're telling me. And I don't want to seem like the difficult black woman. I'm just I'm trying to explain <laughs> to you that there is nobody back there. And your manager has already talked to me and told me that she is going back there to figure it out. And so. This is why I'm here. And she told uh-huh. me to come here. And so she calms down. <laughs> she comes down and the manager comes back and she brings me over to a whole other register. She's being super, super nice. It's a black short, um, um, dark skinned black woman beautiful she she sits she's she's bring me over to a register literally open a register up for me because this is such a big ass weird ass inconvenience yeah and so and this was maybe like three um two or three weeks ago she tries to figure it out and she can't figure it out she was like look I can figure this one out, which is another type of fabric. So let me charge you for this. And basically she gave me the fabric that I wanted for like almost half its price because she couldn't <gasps> figure it out. So I got a good, good deal on it or whatever. That's what's so, so remember this happened to me on these goodie scrunchies like a week before that yeah. happened with the fabric. Yeah. Today. <laughs> <laughs> uh-uh. Okay. I go in there. She sees me walking past with my car. And she's like, "You, Miss Diamond, you better not be coming in here picking out shit that don't work. She don't, <laughs> say, shit. She yeah,
1: don't yeah. say
0: shit, but yeah. her tone is giving that. That's and cute. I start busting out laughing. I was like, I'm going to try. So I am buying an extra suitcase for my, I'm going on a trip. So I'm buying, I'm buying an extra suitcase because I need one. So I pick out, when I go to the suitcase aisle, I'm like, yo, this suitcase is fucking these are all drab and ugly. It's nothing but navy, black,
1: <laughs> navy
0: black, dark purple, hunter green, just super super yeah. dark shit and I don't yeah. like my luggage to be dark. I like it to be bright and colorful. And so the brightest colorful one was this like um chartreuse and green like really bright. It kind of, it kind of ombre into this really bright yellow. Like a, it's green, Uh, like a chartreuse, like yellow, chartreuse, greeny yellow to this really bright yellow. And I was like, oh, this is fire. Let me get this one. I put it in my cart. Okay. Baby, I get to the fucking line (laughs) and the lady tried to scan it and it's not scanning. Now, first of all, it's super (laughs) early in the morning. And so, none of the it's only one line that is open and it's the 20 items or less kind of line (laughs) and i don't have no 20 items i got about 30. so but nobody was in line and so i was like oh she can hurry up and do me quick and this and then this lady there's kind of like a weird language barrier she's a latina lady is a weird language barrier and i'm like oh no 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 no. just just ring me up same thing i did all the other three times just ring the rest of my stuff up. We'll figure this out later. The words, right? And so she rings me up and I go, now I have to walk over to the manager <laughs> <laughs> with my thing that does not work that i yeah. have to have i felt like if it was any other day out if it was something else i would have just left it so i wouldn't be embarrassed but yeah. i need this suitcase yeah, exactly. there's no exactly. other suitcase that is pretty back there so i'm like mm-hmm. you have to get me another one well there's a, a, a kind of light purple one that i would take if it was the only option but i mm-hmm. want this bright green one yeah i have to come over there so i scoop my car over there <laughs> and she look at, and she looks up oh lord (laughs) and i'm like uh i don't do this on purpose this suitcase this suitcase is what i want and there is no other ones back there and so she comes over. She was like, she scans it with her little thing. She was like, Diamond, how do you find every fucking thing that doesn't work? She was like, how do you do this? And now, now she is cussing, but playfully, yeah, you know, playfully. She was like, how yeah. do you find every fucking thing that doesn't work? I saw busting <laughs> out laughing, and she was, I was like, I don't know, but I, I don't know, <laughs> but this is what I want because everything else is back there is ugly. And right. she was, so she says, let me go back there and see if I can find one. That might be like in the back, da 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 da. So she goes back to she's like, Diamond, it is literally no more back there, and wow. I cannot. And her, and she's like, I can't sell you this. Like, I, it's not even in there is nothing like nothing this that i can because it's some kind of set that had when i opened up when she opened it up it's some kind of set of suitcases i thought it was one suitcase but it's a whole three-part set in there and she okay. says this is only sold on walmart.com it's not sold in stores so it almost like it doesn't exist and we can't sell it to you if it doesn't exist wow. in the and wow. i was like uh and then her manager, her boss, comes over and grabs a suitcase and walks really rudely, grabs the suitcase, drag the suitcase. Oh, we can't sell it, ma'am. You gotta pick you something else. So very rude. She, me and her are having a cute little moment, but yeah. she is such so, she is so funny. So we go back there and get another suitcase for me. And there is a rose gold one, but it's 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 a it doesn't look as good as I wanted my other one to look. The other one did. And so she found me a rose gold one and um rung me up and took care of me but she is my euphoria this week she has every time i see her she always have an upbeat personality she's so sweet and so nice she made every even though these moments is awkward she was so funny and it just made me happy she took care of me each and every time and so yeah the lady the manager at the walmart on dunvale in houston is my euphoria this week (laughs)
1: that's what's up though that was really sweet
0: Yeah, she's adorable. So, all right, y'all. That has been a show. Make sure you follow us and like and share this episode. And yeah, thanks for all the love. And we will see y'all next week. All right. Peace, y'all. All All right. Bye. Bye. Well, that's it. Thank you for coming and getting a taste of Marsha's plate. You can listen to us on iTunes. That's diamond, S-T-Y-L-Z, At gmail.com And that's it for us, y'all Bye Bye-bye You gonna say bye, Mia?
1: Oh, bye, y'all
0: oh. <laughs> <laughs> Every little thing's gonna be alright oh, right. oh, don't you worry
1: about a thing be, be, be alright